Bills Fan Podcast for July 6, 2016. It's your boy Dave. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan along with Adam Deacon over here. So, hey, 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 hey. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsAdamD. And uh, if you forget that, go to NumBillsFan.com. NumBillsFan.com. You can, you can find all that information laying around there somewhere. Has all your cool stuff. So what do we got going on? Well... Big news, Bills, for us Bills fans, is our Olympic guy here, Marquise Goodwin. Oh, yeah. He uh, is not going to Rio for the Olympics. No, he's he's not. You know, he was over, you know, he was over uh, at the qualifiers, and I, from what I understand, he uh, tweaked his hamstring, and he finished seventh place. Right. Right. Now, I don't know nothing about the Olympics. I don't watch the Olympics. Well, so, I like the basketball. That's it. Well, coming into the trials, he had the two longest jumps in the world for the year, which was 8.45 meters and 8.42. So that's, like, really good. Right. But in the trials, he did 8.25. Well, so then, what? It, then what happens? So it, what, at least hamstring? he pulled his hamstring. Is that what happened? I mean... People, you know, you got, I don't want to call people by name, but the typical surprise, good one's hurt, good one's hurt, what do you know, what do you, I mean, for me, this is where I rant, I go leave the kid alone, do you have to pile on him, you don't think the kid feels like shit already, so, it is what it is, it is right, the harsh I mean, truth, you know, yeah, there, there is a pattern emerging here, you know, you can't really argue that that point but you know it just it sucks because the kid's really talented he's a, you know a really talented athlete but man he can't catch a break well it, it could even be in preseason games big guys falling on him broken ribs out and ribs you can't mess with and he spent all this time training and training and training for the olympics and he was only going to be there for in camp for what five days or seven days, and then they're back in Buffalo. So he would still be there for three preseason games, but it's not really supposedly it's not football shape, track shape. That said, I'd I'd be curious to know what's going to happen to him during camp because now you're in a worst case scenario you could ever want. If you're Marquise Goodwin, right? If you were to put this on the drawing board, what is the worst thing that could happen? It might be this. Because I'm not a doctor. I don't know how long it takes for a hamstring to heal up. Maybe he could be healed up by camp if he's got three to four weeks. Right. I mean, I and you know, any anything anything I would try to say to the severity of the injury would just be like. Speculation, you know, I I would be guessing at this point he uh, he might be fine by then. But at the same time, 
with his history, the last thing you want is to be like lining up for the race with a flat tire, basically. And there's a lot of there's a lot of competition at the wide receiver spot, and you got guys you got, working. Yeah, OTAs, you got you got mini camp. You got Des Lewis out here, you know, getting his name thrown around a lot. That that boy's on the come up, and you know, come come the end of uh, camp, come the end of preseason, there's gonna be there's gonna be cuts, and some of them are gonna be hard cuts. And if I had to, if I had to make a prediction, I think Marquise Goodwin's gonna find himself on the wrong side of that. You think he's on the wrong side of the bubble? I think so. I mean, he's he's going he's going into this already dinged and probably underweight to at least some extent. Well, if he's out there trying to jump around and long jump, you know, you probably don't want to you probably don't want to bulk up for that. But if you're out there and you've got linebackers and, and safeties hurling themselves at you, you might want to bulk up for that. <laughs> One thing that was interesting last year was Rex Ryan really went to bat for this kid. Oh yeah, and, Rex and he likes was the like, guy. "Hey, don't don't let Marquise Goodwin fool you. He is not just a straight line runner." Now, a quick Google search will tell you that two to ten days for a mild strain, moderate strain, ten days to six weeks, severe strain, six six to ten weeks. And we saw what happened with the hamstrings with Lashawn McCoy, with just about anybody, and. It really sucks. But if he could heal up, and he really is that good of a route runner, according to Rex Ryan, he does more than just offer straight line speed. He has two weeks, I think the first couple weeks in camp, to really show himself. And I bet you he's chomping at the bit. The kid's out there getting an NFL tattoo on his shin. Enormous. And I don't know if that's to signify to the NFL itself that Hey, I love this game. I want to play football. But I'm on the reverse where I agree with him. Go try to make something happen in the Olympics. It does not happen much. And for all you know, this kid could be out of football by the time the next Olympics come and still qualify for that. He's still very young. So we see people close to 30 in the Olympics all the time or more. So I don't see why... That cannot work out for him in the future. But as far as football now, I can't wait to see the heat that's brought up because who's going to step up now? There's there's a lot of competition there. They need a returner. Well, guess what? You got one of the fastest ones in the league, right? Yeah, but at the same time, we uh, we got Colby Lissenby on the come up too. You know, he's got he can match that speed. I have not heard much from Kobe Lissenby right, so I haven't, far. I haven't heard his name, but we know that the speed is there. and So we'll see. You know, He's got that to compete with. Not only does he have other guys, a lot more guys than, than there are roster spots, but you know he's got a guy who might be able to match his athleticism. So that's... You also got Greg Salas. Yeah, Greg Salas. Who, you know, who the coaches were really impressed with the last two games of the season. And screw the coaches. I didn't, I liked it. I, I liked what I saw. You know, I like those bigger receivers. I like those big frame receivers. Well, Sanjay Lau, the receivers coach, was telling Tyrod Taylor, hey, he's going to be there on the spot for you when the time comes. Just you have to trust him. And then in the Jets game, the last game of the season last year, 
His first game was with the Cowboys. Actually, I think he played three games. But the, the Cowboys game was week 16. The last game against the Jets was obviously week 17. And Greg Salas and Tyra Taylor had a very good thing going on. And we've talked about Chris Hogan a lot. And it's it's been great to see Chris Hogan develop. And they say that Hogan's more of an athlete than Salas. But I think Salas might offer at least the same amount of productivity that Chris Hogan had. And if he's linking up with Tyrod Taylor now, hopefully it keeps progressing and progressing, and Hogan's not even a thing not being here. He's Obviously, we talked about Hogan. He's in a perfect system with New England. I mean, when we saw him here, what he was doing, we're like, okay, there's Welker, Welker Light. He is always open. Diet Welker. (laughs) No sugar Welker, but it'll be interesting. You have so many guys, so many guys hunting for that number three spot. Oh, yeah. And it looks like Robert Woods, we touched on him before. He could be cemented as number two. Everything's lining up, but injuries happen. So it's important to get this depth hammered out. Don't don't get me started on the when healthies right now. It's too early for this shit. I can't stand it. Usually usually don't get this in before dinner time. We're over here before lunch. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. It's one oh three. Yeah, we're usually doing this like after dark. It's weird. You're you're awful looking in the light. Have I ever told you that? Huh. Well, we know you don't have any mirrors at home. Anyways, yeah, yeah. try my bathroom. <laughs> they wonder They wonder why we stopped doing the video podcast. Everyone's like, wow, you guys are ugly. What do you think for... Who are guys so far that you haven't heard much from? I have not heard much from the striker kid at all during minicamp. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. But surprisingly, I've... Uh... I've seen uh, IKN and Polly's name pop up here and there. Really? Yeah, he might actually have a role in this defense. Huh. That's pretty neat. Yeah, good for him. some depth. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but I think the receiver position is, like, the most interesting position offensively. But we have to keep in mind, if you pick up the context clues from players – they're going to have a lot of two tight end sets. So only two receivers will be out there, essentially. And this is a power run football team. And by the way, seeing some articles flying around now online about Charles Clay, and he deserves more balls and this and that. Find Charles Clay on the John Murphy Show. Listen to the interview. He breaks down what being a complete tight end is. And you can't just look at the receptions. And having Charles Clay on the field is also deceiving if you want to run the ball. It's set up the run. You're not doing the same thing with Scott Chandler. And it's not not like he didn't. He's a good and willing blocker, Charles Clay. It's not like he didn't have some really, 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 really big catches. Yeah, the Miami one against Miami puts up the first touchdown. Yeah, that was First game back in Miami for him. I was actually in Miami for that game, working my way up 
from the escalator or whatever the hell I was on, and watching that play on the Jumbotron. Or it was not a Jumbotron. It was, like, inside the corridor, and it was one of those, like, setups where it was, like, TVs that are kind of, like, tiles. And it was spread across that, if I'm making any sense. Yeah. Okay, sorry. But I was so excited for that because it showed Charles Clay's breakout ability. So having a dynamic threat like that with LaShawn McCoy in the backfield and then Carlos Williams <laughs> ran out of his mind that game, it really sets you, know, you it really sets you up that I think the tight end position's fine. And you could also be looking at the number two tight end position and they're loving some guys over there. You got guys like Chris Craig, newer guy, Jim Dre, who used to play for Greg Roman, which you covered before. Yeah, yeah. uh, In Stanford. We brought him in from what, the Browns, right? 2005 to 2009, he was with Stanford, and he started uh, 39 games, 41 receptions for 455 yards and three touchdowns. After suffering a knee injury in uh, six games into his 2007 season. So, he had some knee surgery on his ACL, PCL, LCL, hamstring. It's a lot of damn letters. Yeah. I don't know what any of that meant. Well, he suffered, I'm sorry, he suffered damage to all those things. And a lateral band, posterior capsule, and poptilis. Whatever that is. I'm not a doctor. So, his knee was off. He was torn. He 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 was was torn up. He was torn up. His shit was shredded. Yeah. But this okay. this could really Im- put it put it in terms I understand. He messed up his knee, pretty bad, but he has some speed to him and some size. Forty yard dash time was four point eight two seconds. I mean that's not bad, at all. So, Chris Gregg, seventh round pick of a few years back. I think these two are going to be battling it out. Yeah, I mean Chris Gregg plays okay. It depends how you use him. If you use him in Madden, you send him on streaks, he does all right. He was better than Scott Chandler. Since everything relates to Madden, it's about that time. We just started a Madden drinking game, too. Oh, my God. I can't. You'd kill somebody. That's all you talk about. Do you have anything else on the Bills roster <laughs> while we're on it? Do you think Andrew Luck's deal has anything to do with Tyrod Taylor? Andrew Luck was signed for a ridiculous <coughs> oh. amount of money incredible amount of money. Yeah, Jim Irsay said the deal was worth $140 million over six years. So Andrew Luck is clearly the highest paid quarterback. But even when Andrew Luck was a sophomore, he was already talked, oh, next Peyton Manning, next Peyton Manning, next Peyton Manning, over and over. And ironically, Peyton Manning talked to him and told him to stay in college. Yeah, all right, so uh, that's why he doesn't play for the Bills. Right. Uh, I mean, we would have had Cam Newton. Don't even get me started. If Andrew <laughs> Luck would have came out that year. But I like Darius, but it's still not a franchise quarterback. Okay, so, and that's exactly that's exactly what this comes down to. Well, per a source. For, first thing I'm going to get at, I'm just going to have to throw this out there. Every year, somebody signs the biggest contract ever. Isn't that funny? You know what I mean? Well, Mario Williams set the standard for defense, but that wasn't top for a little bit until J.J. Watt. Right, years later. right, and I mean, 
compared to like what Joe Flacco was getting paid. I mean, granted, he did produce a Super Bowl, right? A Super Bowl win. You know, if I had to, if I had to pick one or the other for my fantasy team, I'd pick Andrew Luck. Now he did have kind of an uninspiring season last year. I think I actually did pick him at the beginning of fantasy football last year, and I ended up with Tyrod after like week four. Um, so, but it's surprisingly some people think it's a low deal, and well, and they use his last year against him, which. That's the whole deal with franchise quarterbacks. If well, it's a quarterback-driven you know, league, you got to be able to overcome all the deficiencies. I think that's what the standard. I think you know the Indi- the Indi- the thing you got to look at is the Indianapolis front office is in the building with these guys. They are aware of all of the circumstances that went on last season, much more so than anyone else around the league. They know what he's capable of. He's made deep playoff runs, and you know he's a. He's a rare find coming coming out of the draft. You usually don't get a guy that can just <clears throat> hop right in first year and start start winning like that. And they know that he's going to have no trouble finding big money somewhere else. So they have to give him that that push saying, "Hey, you're our guy. We believe in you. Enjoy the the 75 million over the next he, 3 years." <laughs> like, he, he needs he needs an offensive line. And he needs a defense. And we I, I, we talk all the time. Every podcast, I feel like I say the same thing. I think the, the, the run is so underrated. Because everybody we listen to, or you see media-wise, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Well, go back. Russell Wilson didn't play out of his mind to win the Super Bowl that year. Even Tom Brady, when he was crushing, you know, his first three wins. He, he Super Bowl wins, I should say. He didn't have to do uh, as much. You know what I mean? Right. And and you see how many years in a row have you seen guys like Peyton Manning put up ridiculous numbers, especially when he was on the Colts mm-hmm. and his defense sucked. You know? They put a lot of first-round talent around him offensively, and you had some, some good guys like Dwight Freeney on defense, you know? You had some pieces, but it wasn't. I feel like it's unfair, even if you are Andrew Luck, you are measurables, everything, even his sneaky speed, if you remember the combine. Yeah. If I'm I not mean, mistaken, he ran a similar 40 to RG3. I mean, yeah, he he's not really that style of like a run a running quarterback, but if he's got to get out of his out of his own way, he can. And plus he has a sweet neck beard now. Those are yeah. a thing, right? Yeah, that's a thing. You and I don't really do the neck beard. I always kind of shave mine. I, am I neck bearding right now? A little bit? Yeah, nah, you look good, dog. Thank you. So, per a source. Per a source. What source? Luck out a $32 million signing bonus on an extension. It keeps him with the Colts through 2021. I mean, 2016 base salary set to be $12 million, and he gets... Forty-four million guaranteed at signing, fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is what it is, though. So, so now what happens? They got to They they got to do it though. If they if they didn't give them that, somebody else would. Okay. Next question with quarterbacks, right? Okay. So you spend years, and and, and as Bills fans, we could really, we're, we're really gonna spend years relate to this. 
We've been looking for a franchise quarterback for years. I will argue with everybody. The Fitzpatrick deal was not that bad of a deal. That was a going rate for a quarterback that is starting in the NFL at the time. He did not want to restructure his contract. And it actually worked out for him because he went to Tennessee and then he started some games. And I think he would have been a way better option than Kyle Warren. We've gone down this road many times. But Fitzpatrick did not want to restructure. And that's fine. But at the same time, the Bills have been developing and paying everybody around the quarterback now except for the quarterback. And our quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, has shown one very solid year and a year where we consistently think, wow, he actually corrected a lot of mistakes. And that's very rare to see in quarterbacks. We've said it over and over. And we have a good hunch. But name a year when we haven't had a positive hunch in July about the team going in the cab. You know, they could really do it. But for for me, you look at a deal like what Drew Brees had, which was ridiculous. Doesn't that hurt the rest of the guys you could pay around? You you know, that's the right. balance. These quarterbacks should be willing to give up some money to win. And I'm sorry, but if you make 800 bucks a week and you make 1000 bucks a week, that's a good difference. But if you're making, say, $2,000 a week to $2,400 a week, is it really that much of a difference? If you're making 15 mil plus endorsements if you're a franchise quarterback, and yes, in Buffalo, there's not that much opportunity for that. That's the truth. It ain't New York City. Tyrod got his, uh, his Toyota commercials going. You get what I'm saying. There's, there's not – it's just – it's not Toronto. It's not New York City. It's not LA. It's it's not Dallas. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? It, it's and plus you have higher taxes in New York than other states. There's so yeah. many. There's so many variables in this. So, you kind of think. I think that's a bigger debate than just you had to pay the quarterback. And all the rest of the pieces just should fit in on budget. No, you have to pay a lot of people. You have to pay a lot of people. And I'm not sure what Tyrod Taylor should get a year. I really have no clue. Well, supposedly the Bills, each side, they're right. on a wait-and-see approach. No, Tyrod, Tyrod's a tricky, a tricky guy to put a price tag on. Because on the one hand... He started 14 games and did not break 300 yards passing in any of those games. But on the other side of that, he put up way more yards than you would expect from the average quarterback, had a bunch of rushing touchdowns, and is a true dual threat. He's a true playmaker, too. He's got killer instinct. And I think the thing with Tyrod... You know, he's he sat for four years behind Flacco. Good experience there. And he didn't he didn't get dinged up. So maybe there's a little extra tread on the tires. But he's also, you know, a couple years older than most guys who are going in there as a starting quarterback. But at the so same time that's how you're supposed to do it. I think I think the thing that that, you know, 
you have to be careful with if you got a guy who's only passing for a couple hundred yards a game. And don't get me wrong, I really want to see this Tyrod deal get get done. Um, he can balance he can balance out. You know, if he can do if he can go two hundred and fifty yards passing a game and then put up fifty sixty on the ground as well. Okay, that's a, that's a solid thing, but. In a couple of years, is is that dual threat gonna fade? Because I I feel like that's kind of what happens. I mean, you know, look at Michael Vick now that now that he, I mean he's obviously much much older, but you know once once his legs weren't really a huge threat anymore, he's not he's not this daunting opponent that he once was. Now again, you know, there's a lot of other circumstances at play here. You know, he he did his bid and was out of the league for a few years. And yeah, but he was still he still had, even to this day, he's still more agile than I would say nine out of ten quarterbacks. Oh, above you know, average I, for sure. Definitely yeah, still above average, but it, it doesn't add up for him. Right. So the rest of the the game. So yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, he he got. On on a hot streak at the end of the year, there you know he was going, he was going at least a hundred yards to Sammy every single game the last nine games. So, and that's like that was like half of his passing yards was to Sammy. But um, you know you gotta you gotta look at that as like wow this guy has never had a three hundred yard. At game the same now. time, look at the pieces around him. That's another factor. Right, you have Sammy Watkins. You have a Robert Woods who. And you have the number one rushing offense. Right. So And a very creative, open minded, cutting edge offensive coordinator in Greg Roman. Everybody raves about so again, his scheme. It's just and, really, really tricky to put that price tag on him though, because like is he is he that valuable if you if you lose lose a leg of that running game, is he still is he still gonna be out there winning games or does he need that running game to stay successful? That's that's the question that they have to be they have to be looking for an answer for, and it's really hard. It's really hard to ascertain where he's really at because you had so many situations where either he didn't have Sammy or he didn't have Lashawn McCoy at his disposal. There was a lot of guys in and out of that, <laughs> in and out of that starting lineup because of injuries. You know, it's really hard to ascertain. You know, himself included and. That's that's fourteen games to make, you know, a huge decision on on you know the the cornerstone of the offense. Essentially, you know, you got you you got to get him a fair deal so he's gonna stay here and he's gonna play here. And you know, everyone's saying he's developing as a leader, and that's that's super important. But you got to look past this season, past next season. If they're looking to do, you know, probably a three to four year deal for him, for Tyrod. So, you think that's long enough for him? Like, if you're Tyrod Taylor, do you think that's long enough? Because obviously, you want the longest term deal you can get. But here's a factor: Charles Clay in his interview with uh, on the John Murphy show referenced that point again about a month ago. Look into it; it was awesome. And he brought up a great point. He's like, if you really look at the season, how often we were together with Sammy on the field, me on the field, you know, Charles Clay referring to himself, McCoy, Tyrod, Woods, like I, all these guys. 
on the field at the same time at the skill positions. You know, even Carlos Williams was out for a sack, you know. So you really got to think, what could this team do if they are just together? And you had these guys that we we talked about earlier with the receivers. That's going to be interesting. Who knows? Maybe this team is – I always try to look on the reverse side of the coin. Maybe maybe Greg Roman has some tricks up his sleeve. Maybe he told the guys, hey, tell everybody we're doing the same shit as last year. Tell everybody we're doing the same shit. Maybe this number three position is a big – at receiver is a big deal. But Tyrod Taylor needs good running back depth. And with Carlos Williams being fat – what do we do? Feed him some more, put him at right tackle. I don't know, man. I like Jordan Mills. He, <laughs> he is the entrenched right tackle going into camp. I mean, he he did okay. I mean, him him and Chantrell Henderson. Well, Henderson really is not even up to a healthy weight right now. Yeah, I mean, between those two last year, though, they really one didn't really drastically outperform the other. So, nah. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, no, they're still they, getting, they, they they're still getting the job. They're still catching on a little bit more. But if you can't, well, you're, you, know, you have again, a good point. You hope so. You have a good point, though, because Henderson was just jettisoned from the lineup. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Mills was called be up before. Jordan Mills was called, was called to go take a plane to London. Yeah. To go play the Jaguars game, which is pretty crazy. But as far as Tyrod goes, no matter what, I look at it like this. We need to have faith in this organization. Since we started this podcast, we're on episode number 62. So thank you. Please check out, by the way, our other episodes. We had a guy who's a huge Saints fan, Matt Brunson. He plays guitar in his band, Crowbar. And diehard Saints fan. And he, it's a Saints fan's perspective of, Rob Ryan and what happened with Rob Ryan in New Orleans. And we poke, we try to poke every hole from Mickey Loomis, the general manager, et cetera, et cetera. We also did a Buddy Ryan tribute as well. Last podcast, number 61. But you have to look at the Bills track record since Kim and Terry Pagula have owned this team. Everybody, the, the first guy under this new ownership, was Jerry Hughes. They retained him. Marcel Darius, retained. Paid, too, by the way. Both of these guys, yeah. paid. Oh, yeah. Also, left side of the line, incognito, Cordy Glenn, paid. In what world do you think Tyrod Taylor is not going to get paid? These guys do not grow on trees. To find a guy that just progresses game to game to game, even in preseason he was, you got to keep in mind, he was not getting starter reps a year ago at all. It was split up between yeah, Matt Castle. He wasn't even being being looked at for and, it, really. And we said it, too. E.J. Manuel, I was rooting for that kid because I'm like, well, hey, he sat behind Orton on that guy. You don't want to give him some time, let him sit, let him work on his thing. And in preseason games, he looked cool. And unfortunately, he had a bad outing against Jacksonville, which is tarnished. But you have to give him credit against Jacksonville in the season. that He did also get them back into the game. And a bullshit pass interference on Roby really ruined that game. Regardless, if you didn't put him in that position, I get it. Yada, yada. It goes both ways. But we were not talking, at least I wasn't. You were more than me talking more about Tyrod Taylor coming up a year ago. 
You said watch out. I said let's see what Matt Castle does on third and long. Because if he's not even getting the ball to the sticks, it don't even matter. And guess what happened? Three and out. They ever got into third and long. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I saw the name come up and then watched his college highlights and was like, oh, shit. He's like the name that you forgot. The name that slipped through the cracks. Hey, what do you think about so-and-so, so-and-so? You know, it's like John Skelton. Where the hell is he? I don't know. I'm dumb. I, I'm, you know? No idea. It, it happens all the time. Just Haven't gonna, seen him. It happens all the time. So you forget about these guys. And Tyrod Taylor, you, his work ethic, his demeanor, everything lines up to professional franchise quarterback. This is the guy you want to represent your team. He is. If there was a knock that people might have, is at least to us and what we hear, I'm sure everybody else. He doesn't seem like a get in your face and and really throttle down on you to get your head out of your ass and do this and that. He's a little bit quieter. That said, they're painting the narrative at the Bills that Tyrod Taylor is taking more of a leadership role. At the same time, it's natural. Right. I mean, you He's, are the starter. You have no choice. That that's that's the thing I I really feel strongly about in the situation is that he's a good fit here, which you gotta you gotta put some value behind that fact, because you can have a good guy that isn't a good fit and have poor results, and that's that's kind of what I was saying before. It's tricky to put put that price tag on him because he is a good player, but he might go somewhere else. And not be as successful because that that won't he won't have that strong offensive line. You know, the Bills offensive line, I think they're I think they're great. Especially that left side. Or he won't have a number one rushing attack. So is he gonna is he gonna be able to do his thing under different circumstances? So I hope I hope that they can find a deal that works for both sides because he is a good fit for what we have going on right here, right now. Word on the street is exactly what you said, is they are open to doing a deal even midseason. Yeah, They're I both mean, sides, which is great news. That's I don't, great. I don't doubt that he he could get paid. Somebody somebody would scoop him up and put him in there. But he's got a really he's got a really decent group of guys around the bills offense was good last year it was really good the defense fell to 19th in the league second fewest sacks in the league and i think if he gets a little bit of help from those guys while he's over on the sidelines you know getting ready getting ready to go back out there i think if that defense can uh can give him some time on the sidelines We've talked about it for years. Look at what Chan Gailey he's, did. He's the right guy for this job. Look, look, well, let, let's rewind a little bit. Look what Dick Duran did with the defense. Nothing. He had a solid defense, <laughs> but the defense would tire out because there was no offense to keep the right. defense off the field. And last year we had the reverse. The defense was keeping the offense on the field. And unfortunately it looked like people got privy to what Tyrod Taylor is up to. And that's why this year is going to be very interesting. Because that defense needs we get to, keep... to see what adjustments they make to what the teams were adjusting to Tyrod Taylor. And one yes. big knock was throwing over the middle, throwing over the middle. 
And I wasn't buying it. I'm like, who cares? He's doing fine. He's throwing outs that are incredible throws. But, hey, maybe he isn't seeing over the offensive line. You know, we talked about David Lee, the quarterback's coach, working with him. He's talking, well, if you look at Peyton Manning on his plant foot, he is stepping up as tall as he can. And Peyton Manning's at least 6'4", 6'5", anyways. So, you're, you know, Tyrod Taylor wasn't doing that. But there's so many examples of guys that go to other systems and, and they do not flourish. And Tyra Taylor is a good thing. But the thing that's going to derail that, or could, what if Greg Roman gets a head coaching job after this year? What if the offense does come to fruition? Because if we had more of a de- if we if the Buffalo Bills had more of a defense, the offense, like you said, would have done a lot better. Yeah, I mean... I think I think if we see an improvement on this defense going into this season and they can effectively keep points off the scoreboard, the Bills will that'll enable the Bills to use their run game to control the clock and therefore control the game. I think uh this team does really this team does really well when they're not playing catch up. And it's as simple as that. It's just a funny, tricky balance. And hopefully this all-in thing is going to work. Hopefully. I don't see why it wouldn't because I'm sure Rex and everybody can just put it briefly. You saw what happened to Marley Williams. Cut. Released. We will eat the cap. Fitzpatrick. You won't restructure? We'll just cut you. Right, yeah. If you won't. You know? You if, don't want to play ball with If you with us? won't, there's a young guy who will. That You know, for every for every guy that they that doesn't want to buy in, there's two or three young guys that are hungry to get their name out, you know? So. I think these two will. I, I think the two sides will, will, will merge. You have ownership that is outstanding, who's putting money into the community of Buffalo. The Sabres are constantly doing crazy things. I mean, follow some saver moves. Do you have anything else on the Bills this week? Nah, man. I think we I think we had a solid show here. We we came in, we're like, what are we even going to talk about? But, hey, we found something, right? I'm just looking at my little... That's true love. That's uh, true love for this team. And if you love this team, go to numbillsfan.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, please... Tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your friends, family. You'll... Give us a share. Whatever. Whatever you can do. Spread the word. We we love doing this. And we love that you listen. Find us on Twitter. I am Numbills fan on Twitter. I'm Numbills Adam D. We got a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. But NumbillsFan.com will show you the way to all of that. So that's the one to remember. And subscribe on iTunes. Peace. Bye.